This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Pastor here at Radio Missions, where the late Pastor L.R. Shelton was a founder and pastor here for many years ago in New Orleans. And several years ago, uh, we were swept out of New Orleans by Katrina. And the Lord's seemingly doing a greater work now. We came here to Walker about an hour's drive from New Orleans. We sold the property there and built a new building here in Walker new bookstore, and we do have a gracious bookstore. I wish you folks would write and get a catalog of the bookstore. You go on the Internet there and find part of it, uh, radiomissions.org. But we're looking to the study now. Our main thrust is to preach the gospel, to bring you, thus saith the Lord. And we've been on this subject now for about two or three months, and all of these messages on the total depravity of the human heart are available on CDs. If you'd like them, you write us. We'll quote you a price on the whole set. We'll make them so economical you can't turn them down. But we're looking at this study. We've got maybe half a dozen more studies. And we're looking at man, describing man. There in our last study, we saw that man has the devouring gluttony of a wolf without its wisdom. Man has a, with his bloodthirsty eyes, will cry for the blood of every man who is declaring the truth. Man will put to death those who differ with him. I mentioned in our last study, only the laws of our land keeps uh, people like myself from being put to death. Do you, do you read, have you ever read any of the, the persecution that went on there in, uh, in Europe, in England especially, where, they, where, they, where the true saints of God, the men of God, were taken and, and dragged down the streets and built a fire and put them, set them on fire? I read John Bunyan's story of his life there and, and also of his daughter Mary, blind daughter Mary. And uh, one lady there befriended him and other true gospel preachers. And they found out about it. The authorities did. They came, dragged her. They came and dragged her out of her house, dragged her down the street so that the other people could see, stopped there in the street, stood her up, drove stakes down, set her on fire and burned her to death. My friend, you and I don't suffer for the gospel. We don't suffer. We suffer. We think we get a hangnail. We suffer. No, we think maybe we, we, miss, we miss one meal. We suffer. Those folks had to meet in the top of barns and in the, in the shadow at night. And if they heard the horses coming, they blew out the cool oil lamp so they couldn't see them up there. And the preacher stood there in the dark and proclaimed, Thus saith the Lord. We don't know anything about persecution. My friend, we ought to be ashamed. We ought to be ashamed, my friend. Oh, and I have folks criticize me. You know what comes to me? The Lord says, they persecuted me. They'll persecute you. I do. And you know, we don't suffer persecution. No, sir, we don't. We have everything in the world, my friend. We have air-conditioned homes. We have fine cars. We have a nice place to worship where it's cool in the summer and hot in the warm in the winter. And we have all of the luxuries of life. And I, I do. I, I get frustrated because sometimes I see folks throwing their money away on, on, on the beggarly elements of the world. I see folks tell me, oh, I can't do it. But if they want a new boat, they buy a new boat. If they want a new car, they buy a new car. If they want a bigger boat, they buy a bigger boat. But my friend, are you robbing God? Let's, let's just slow down here a minute, Dan. Pull over here under the shade of this tree and let's just slow down a minute. Are you robbing God, my friend? I know we're getting off our subject on the total depravity of man, but that's why that's why me and rob God. 
because of their total. My, I'm not giving my money to no preacher. Well, my friend, you don't give your money to me. I told you this man wrote me and said I ought to quit taking this church's money and start preaching John 3.16. Well, I wrote him back, and I hardly ever do that. But I told him, I said, oh, Trailblazer, the Lord blessed me. Many years ago, I had a successful business that I retired from, and I'm able to, to, to do uh, this, what I do here, to work, to pastor this church and give them my substance, and I don't take a penny from this work. No, sir. So you need to go and come again. And I do preach John 3.16. I do. I quote that verse oftentimes. Oh, my friend, listen. For God so loved the world, he did. He loved you, my friend. You know, if the love of God was not resting upon you right now, you'd be plunged into hell in a second. Did you ever think about that? And then you are chomping your bits against the old trailblazer and cussing and fussing because I'm leaning on you, uh, laying the claim to Christ on your heart and stepping on your toes a little bit and, uh, and just being true to your soul. I have a man call me just a few minutes ago, and he said, there's nobody... Did I know of stand up preaching the truth and calling sin sin like the old trailblazer does? He said, "Go on, brother, go on. Don't let those kooks discourage you. Don't let them. Don't let them uh, turn you about. No, no. But I tell it like it is, my friend. By the grace of God, it takes grace. Did you know it takes grace to sit here behind this microphone and look, uh, as it were, in your face? I see the faces of many of you whom I've met." all the way from, from California to, to uh, Florida. I do. I see many of your faces. I see some of you who have drifted out from here, from under the truth, and, and, and made excuse to stay home, found, found fault with me or found fault with the ministry, found fault with one of the brethren, and call yourself kicking out. My friend, I have. I've seen men in New Orleans at the tabernacle, pastor say something that got under their old rhinoceros hide, they'd get up and go out the back door and slam the door. You could hear it for three blocks. That's right. We had to post somebody by the door, keep from breaking off the hinges. You know why? Because of rebellion. Rebellion is a terrible thing, my friend. The Bible says it's like witchcraft. Rebellion is as witchcraft. Are you where you can't stand the old trailblazer? Are you ready to turn the radio off and go outside? I'll just tell you, my friend, don't turn that dial. It might blow up in your face and send you out into eternity now. That's right. And then I ask you old truckers, many of you truckers who hear me, I know you do because you write me, you call me. When you get down up there at the next uh, way station or either at the uh, fuel stop, when you swing down out of that truck, look in that mirror and say, am I, am I, am I saved? If I, if I don't get back home tonight with mom and them children Will they, will they believe I'm going to heaven, or will they think I burned up in this old truck and then went to hell to burn some more? My friend, I'm just being honest with you. I know folks don't care for the gospel. I know folks who don't want the truth, but I'm telling you the truth. God hates sin. The Bible says he's angry with the wicked every day. Did you know if you're not saved, you're wicked? Do you not saved? If you're not saved, you're in rebellion against God? Do you know that, my friend? Have you ever thought about that? Are you afraid to look in the mirror and say, am I in rebellion against God's, the God's message? Am I? I do. I, I, I am. Are you afraid to do that, my friend? The old trailblazers are just getting down where we live. Dr. Vernon McGee used to say, we're getting down where the rubber meets the road, ain't we? That's right. That's right, my friend. But I come here with a, a grace day by day. I know that man is sinful. This world, I don't know how many people's in this world, billions, billions of people. We have 350 million in America, 350 million people. And the Bible says, are there few that be saved? And the Bible says, 
hell from beneath is moving itself to enlarging itself to greet thee at thy coming. Did you know hell's having to enlarge itself? That's right, my friend. That's right. You think about these earthquakes, I believe that's just hell enlarging itself. The Lord's preparing a place. Did you know hell is a prepared place for a prepared people? Oh, you say you got plumb off your subject, old trailblazer. Well, let's get back. Let's get back if you want to hear that. Listen, listen. Man with his depraved heart will put to death those who differ with him. That's what got us off on this subject. We're just at the mercy of, of, of the Lord if we didn't have the laws. Man has a, has a nature of a snake with a poison of asp under his tongue, and he spits it far and wide. But God says, I'll take that depraved man. I'll give him a new heart. See, I bring you hope every time. I bring you hope. You may be the wickedest, the most wickedest guy that ever lived, my friend. I I got a call from a lady this morning. She said, Pastor, I've been reading that book you sent me on the the strange tales, and I I just appreciate it so much. I I wish you'd write here and get it. It's by Mr. John Ainsworth over there in England, and he built a church and called it the Church of the Destitute. That's what we need to call this church here in Walker. Because we, we take in the destitute. We do. It don't matter. We had the church there in New Orleans where, was, where the folks come in and sit on the back row a lot of time. It, it smelled so bad you couldn't stay around them. But they had a soul. Do you know those folks have a soul, my friend? Do you know those folks over there in, in Pakistan and Afghanistan and Libya going out into eternity? They have a soul, my friend. Every man who ever come into this world has a soul. The scripture says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. It says, uh, after, after that, the judgment. Oh, my friend, I can't hardly go on this morning for being uh, concerned about you out there. You who listen to me up there in uh, West Virginia and Kentucky and Arizona and Michigan. And you up there in Grand Rapids. You over there in Sacramento, California. I'm concerned about your soul. I don't, I'm not fussing at you. I'm just telling you what the Lord says. I'm talking about my folks here. First Baptist Church of Algiers right here in Walker. We have folks who, who, who are not saved. You got folks in the church who are not saved? I thought everybody who went to church was saved. No, no, my friend. That's a misconception. My friend, I would, I, it would scare you to death to know who all are not saved in your household. In your family, I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about making a decision for Jesus. A lot of folks do that, my friend. Go out into eternity on that thing. Oh, and a leap in the dark. Do you have a praise on your heart for the Lord dying for you? That's salvation. Christ dying for you. My friend, wake up. If I could shout it around the world, our folks, wake up. Arouse thyself and seek the Lord. My friend, the Lord has made it possible for you to be saved. Like those four lepers outside the gate of Samaria, they were starving. Their ribs was pooching out. They hadn't had anything to eat in days because the city was all locked down. And that one of them told the others, four of them, and I believe one of them, I believe the Lord moved his heart. He said, fellas, uh, let's go around there to where the Syrian camp is. If they kill us, but we shall die. We shall, we shall but die. But we're going to starve to death. We're dying right here, dying on the vine. And they got up and went around there. And I tell you, it's just like I tell you this morning. It's a bonanza. You find out that Christ died for sinners. They found out. Those Syrians had heard strange noises, and they all abandoned. That's the providence of God. They left food scattered all over the place there, and they all got them something to eat. And they said, why? 
We, we need to go tell others. And that's what the old trailblazer is doing today. I'm telling you, Christ died for sinners. I know I'm not hardly literate at all, my friend. I'm not smart. I'm not, not uh, uh, socially fit. I know all those things. But, my friend, I know how God saves a sinner. He comes there by the Holy Spirit and just stirs that heart. Shakes, sh- scratches around that heart, as it were, and lets you see that you're a sinner. Have you ever seen you a sinner? Have you ever seen your, your sinfulness, my friend? Oh, you might know you're wicked, but have you ever seen the taproot of your sin with that depraved heart? That's what we're talking about. If you haven't, ask the Lord. Lord, show me myself. Go in there in the bathroom when you get home. Look in the mirror. Shut the door and look in the mirror. Say, Lord, show me myself. Show me my heart. I believe you'll do it. I believe you'll do it. Oh, my friend, I, my friend, the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Are you concerned about your soul? Come on to Christ. Come on. He won't turn you away. The old trailblazer going to be back tomorrow with another message, bringing you more on the total depravity of the human heart. We only have a few more messages left. And then remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. My phone number, area code 225-664-8658. And I wish you would help me with the broadcast. Pray for me. Tell somebody else about the broadcast. Write me. I'll send you a log of these, all these stations. You can send it to your friend. Goodbye and God bless you.